doesn't exist until it cracks apart. Time doesn't exist until it cracks apart. Time doesn't exist until it pretty at night. Time doesn't exist until it pretty at night. You're the white haired one first. You're pretty at night. You're the white haired one first. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of It's Time to Rewind, a podcast trapped in its own time loop right along with the movies we discuss. This season is a serial bomb, yo, and we're looking at Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, and we've moved on to Angel Season 5, Episode 19, Time Bomb. Today we're discussing the eighth loop in the episode, starting at 31 minutes and 59 seconds, with Angel looking around the training room saying, This is now and ending at 34 minutes and 38 seconds, with Illyria cracking and exploding in a shower of blue sparkles. Once again, and for the last time this season, joining me is Jay Cluett, the host of Lamperty and uh, Shepherd of the Lamb. How are you doing today? Fine, thank you. I am preparing to explode into blue sparkles myself at the end of this loop, and never be heard from again on this show, yeah. apparently. Hang on, spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well jump right into it. This Let's is it. this clip starts off with jumping into the aftermath of Illyria killing everyone, and and I do like that it's the ju- time jump kind of happens like almost mid Angel speaking, and at this point we unfortunately do not get Angel flailing around <laughs> like we no, did the previous He's gotten used to it now. He just looks around and goes, oh, I know where I am. Everyone's dead. This seems and, fine. And we get the, you know, the close-ups of uh, Wesley and Lorne being dead. And and I think seeing the, the uh, shot of Wesley once again, I feel like that the uh, makeup department kind of screwed the pooch on this one. Like, in a little bit. <laughs> Pour some water on his back. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's just this small wet spot, and this is supposedly after Illyria basically threw a broken 2x4 directly through his chest. Through him. It went, it, went, it went in, and it came out the other side, and it looks like he's going for a nap under a ceiling leak. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yeah, we don't even this... get... I think... Lorne might have like a puddle of blood, but we don't we don't even see any blood. There's just like a couple red splotches, which may or may not be like actor marks too. Yeah. <laughs> now we we, we briefly see uh, Wednesday's gun, uh, not Charles' gun, the actual the gun gun. But uh, I hate this gun. I hate the design of this gun. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not a gun person in real life, but I am someone who hates the designs of guns in films. I've done podcasts before where I, I rant about the design of the golden gun in The Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, Richard Kirkham back on. I argued over that many a time because I think it looks terrible. Uh, this fits right in there with being really blocky and awkward and horrible. But then I guess that does kind of fit in with this has been cobbled together by not a gun design company, but by a science company. So it just... It, it makes sense for what it is. It's very functional. Yeah, it, technically, it's a Mutari generator. Okay, well, it looks awful. Whatever yeah, it, it is. <laughs> See, I don't have my of... notes whenever he explains it, but it it creates a like basically a 
like a, a point in time to an infinite extra uh, an infinite pocket dimension okay basically some something along those lines basically uh, it's yeah. it's a it's a scientific bag of holding uh, yes <laughs> yeah it's uh when the animals transform it's where the excess matter goes to <laughs> how many nerdy references can we get in <laughs> what else <can> <laughs> Yeah, and and once again she starts off by narrating the previous scene, and, and again I, I love that she doesn't know their names. I don't bother to remember yes. anyone's names. I slew the white-haired one first. You were you've been sparring with him on multiple occasions. Spike. She doesn't. It's an easy name. <laughs> I think it's like it's more like she just doesn't care to, like she doesn't care about the concept of names, uh, yeah, but she does. She does say Wesley, she said, and then Wesley as he raised his weapon. But I guess the, the two of them do have a closer relationship at this point. Yeah. So go ahead, one. Your demon clown as he wilted in terror. Yes. Mean. Uh, and, me on many levels. And uh, Angel says, then I'm next. And she says, no, vampire, you were last. And then she throws the the axe that she had picked up off the wall onto the the nice little pile of vamp dust that used to be yep. angel so she gets she she has a revelation after this that uh angel is not aware of being killed because he's from earlier in the timeline yeah but she why is she taking this long to get to it when clearly she hasn't killed him yet because he's alive in front of her as alive as angel can be if i can be so it's, it's this kind of Yes, he's a paradox, but she should have come to the realization as soon as they enter the room and see. Before she throws it onto the pile of dust, she should think, hang on, there's a pile of dust there, and the guy, dust in, in human form. Wait a minute. So it does, it does, she's not as all powerful and all knowledgeable as she thinks she is. It takes her too long to come to this revelation. Yeah, and one thing that I I thought that I noticed, because um, we do, like, I, I'm looking at the at the clip with the kind of overhead shot where we see most of this, uh, which I, I didn't realize that it was like an octagonal um, room. The octagon. Yeah. Is it? Because yeah. I, I was trying to figure out uh, if we see Spike's pile of dust or not, because I, I didn't, I know didn't think... Spike, what, did Spike turn into dust? Because he's not... He's, he's like a... What is he these days? <laughs> he's not... Technically a vampire anymore. He's like a hologram or something. I don't know how, what he came back as. Well, I don't um, know if he does it. Yeah, I I figured that he did come back as like basically fully corporeal and as a vampire with the soul. I, I was curious if his chip came back with him or or if that stayed behind because I, I can't remember if they ever have a moment where he tries to attack a human in this season. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember. It's been so long. Yeah, I know that he uh, never I, has like the moment where he like holds his head, but I can't remember if he ever even attempts to attack a human in this season. But I like I didn't see two piles of dust at first, but then looking at the the clip um, or this shot again, there is like a small pile of dust right in front of where Illyria is standing, like closer to the middle of the octagon, and then there's another pile of dust over by the wall and i think that's i think the one by the wall might be where spike was or i guess maybe the the one closer to the center was where spike was and 
Illyria was standing behind him. And then the fight moved around a little bit. And then Angel was going towards where she was and like leaping towards her. And then his pile of dust is closer to the wall. Okay. So I've been checking. And yes, he did. He did originally come back as being a ghost, like incorporeal, but he has since become corporeal. And I don't know whether he still is. I I think he is still a vampire. So yes, he would have dusted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What a fun life slash afterlife (laughs) he's led. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that is where his dust would be. Yeah. yeah. One other thing that I noticed was, you know, we get this this moment of pain as she's talking with Angel, and I was trying to figure out if that matched with the moment of pain the first time that we saw the scene, because this takes place like a a minute afterwards. And I think the the first time around, it's uh, I didn't think there was that much time after she killed everybody before she jumped through time again. But whenever I went back, I noticed that there was a cut to commercial, so that that could have been the extra time. <laughs> so I do think that this this brief moment of pain does line up to her previous time jump, like that was when she jump to a different spot in time. Okay, that makes sense. I do like that they're having to work out the chronology around toothpaste adverts. Just just to be <laughs> sure. <laughs> they have this like almost philosophy con- conversation, which I th- I feel like it's a good parallel to her philo- her similar philosophy conversation with Spike whenever they were sparring before. And I think it both the conversations match pretty well with the personality of who she's talking to. Because whenever she's talking with Spike, there's this good give and take, and Spike gives as much as she, as he gets. And in this one, she's talking, and Angel is just kind of looking there with his, you know, his thinking frown, or his brooding frowny face. Yep, default Angel face, I think that is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And some of the things she says, you learn to destroy everything that's not utterly yours. All that matters is victory. Slave to an insane construct. Yeah, and that's where she talks about him being moral. And yet he's in in the grips of the wolf, the ram, and the heart. And oh, she, she's okay. She says that he is trapped in the web of the wolf, the ram, the heart. None of those animals spin wolf. <laughs> trapped in the den of the wolf. The... I don't know what rams live in, the pen of the rams. <laughs> but yeah, this is, she doesn't understand uh, these earth creatures. It is it is weird that, that they are, you know, the wolf, the ram, and the heart. Because only one of those is a predatory creature. The other two are prey. This is very true. I was thrilled, though, when uh, when we first were introduced to Wolf, Ram, and Heart. I think it was season one. Maybe it was even season one. I was like, ah, oh, they're animals. And then, like, five seasons later, you find out they're animals. I, I, I caught that, like, a year ago. Uh, so that made me very happy. <laughs> and she also mentions, so much power here, but you, crib- but you quibble at its price. Yeah. Yeah, which, if the price is being mean, killing people. Uh, well, I, I figure her, her point of view is that, you know, the price of being at Wolfram, or the price of gaining the full power of Wolfram and Hart would be to succumb to its evil. Yeah, true. But then 
I can't remember. How, I know that later in this episode, uh, Angel kind of comes around to. They are there to defend the three guys trying to take the baby, uh, the unborn child, and then he kind of agrees. So I can't, does, how does that pan out in future episodes? Does that does he turn out um, to be good? I can't remember. Yeah, that, that's um, this is part of his play, or you know, the end of the episode, which I'll, I'll talk about in the next episode of this podcast but he is um trying to get into the the uh the black um the circle of the black thorn oh, that's which, it yes pretending to be evil yeah because he's he's basically pretending or he's trying to convince them that he was actually actively the one that sacrificed fred to bring Illyria back and he's, you know, actively working against his co-workers, like the the rest of his team. And then he has the 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 moment where he has like the glamour of them, where they're all fighting. So it looks like they're all still fighting, but he's actually telling them what the actual plan was is. Okay, okay. So he he doesn't. It always feels like he listens to Illyria, and and. Uh, takes on the price that you, you can use as prince. Oh, I want the power, which comes from Wolfman Heart, so I'm going to agree to the price of being mean and stealing this baby for these clearly clear villains. Yeah, uh, but not the case. He listens to her and thinks about going the other direction. Right, and this is also the scene where she explains that she knows what's happening to her, but she only, but she always only realizes it. When she gets to this point in the timeline. Yes. You have not lied. My doing is beyond you, you people. Something is broken inside me. Yeah. My power is too great. <laughs> always, always good when people realize that. I'm too powerful. Yeah. And Angel jumps in and gives her the basically the whole you can change the future uh, speech. And how he's the paradox. And that means that change, there's, there's things no can change. There's no what we make. Yeah. And Illyria's line is another one that I like, where she says, change is constant, yet things remain the same. Uh, good final lines, final words. So that's what she says before she explodes. Yeah, because I, I think at this point she remembers that she has probably exploded multiple times at this point, but she always forgets about it until she gets back to this point. And it looks like a very painful way to go. Uh, the, the crack appearing on your cheek and then ripping through your entire body for lights to pour out. Not how I want to go. Yeah, I, I do like the effect, at, at least how it starts, especially like I, I think the crack on her cheek with the light pouring out looks fantastic. Yeah. And then a little bit less so, like it still looks good, but not great as it kind of goes to her body. And then we get the shower of blue sparks, the white light where clearly it's just a bright white light and yeah. it's an explosion that the way they described it beforehand made it sound like it was going to take out half of LA but this this explosion looks like it barely would take out the room well, and they, they referred to her as like chernobyling like that's yeah. not what's happening here uh, but uh, all special effects not designed to be paused uh, and looked at stationary. And it's never a good <laughs> thing to do. 
<laughs> no, always what we do on podcasts is pause. I go, this looks terrible. <laughs> in Russia, I think it looks funny. Like, go back to uh, the Deep Blue Sea, a film you've never seen, uh, <laughs> and the the scene that you still know about when Sam Jackson dies. Uh, if you pause that, there's like water coming up out of where the shark is coming from, and you pause that, it and it's clear that it's just like an image of water that's been superimposed <laughs> at an angle, like Photoshop, and just goes stuck there. It doesn't look very good. It's it's very bad. Like, don't pause it. You're not supposed to. You just watch it and go, yeah, that's great. He's dead now. Uh, uh, yeah. So I I mean no offense to the visual visual artists that do all the effects for these kinds of things, because uh, it's supposed to be emotion. Well, and especially like for Angel, because they're on a TV budget and a TG and a TV timeline. Absolutely. The the, the what they managed to pull off in terms of the uh, the costuming and the makeup for some of these characters, like Lyria included. It is incredible for the budget they have to work with. Like, think about how, like, the bloody um, uh, Rings of Power cost a billion dollars. Ridiculous. Yeah. Give that, <laughs> if, if Angel if Angel would cost a billion dollars, think about what we could be seeing. Yeah, I'm I'm curious <laughs> when I'm curious when like when things are going when the top or when the bottom's going to drop out for all these expensive TV series to where you know they give up on the super expensive tentpole TV series and just do... I, I feel like Netflix is already there almost, yeah. where I would say the majority of Netflix's original offerings are cheap reality shows. Yeah, I don't understand how Netflix makes money, if, if it does, given how much things like Red Notice cost, which they had dropped out before. Rings of power. Then I think, no, wait. This means that Jeff Bezos has a billion less dollars. So that's good. Uh, but uh, I, I did not enjoy Rings of Power at all. Uh, I, I haven't watched it, but I I may I I, I might circle back around once the second season of Wheel of Time comes out because I, I like the first okay. season of Wheel of Time. So I am curious to continue on with the second season, and then whenever I get Prime to watch the second season of um, yeah. Wheel of Time, I will probably also give Rings of Power a shot. The problem I had with Rings of Power is there's about 30 characters, and I cared about three of them. <laughs> and I just, I just did. So there's loads of other people, and I was like, I don't care who you are. I don't care. And some kind of, you might be some kind of big secret or surprise set up for a future episode. I don't care. I, I care about you people, and you're not in it enough. Uh, yeah, it's it's always tough whenever, because it's I mean, and this is based on having seen exactly zero seconds of it. I, I don't even, I'm not even sure if I watched a trailer for the, the season, but it, it feels like they're spending a lot of time world building on a show that they hope lasts for like eight or 10 seasons. Yeah. And it's like world building in a world we already know. And like, I, I don't, I don't care how it got to, the Hobbit. I don't care how it got to the Lord of the Rings. I, I like those. I, I, you've shown me nothing. I, I work with a guy who's like, oh, you got to watch Rings of Power. It's great. So I started watching it. And I'm actually like, this is terrible. I'm really bored with this show. And he's like, no, you've got to stick with it. It gets incredible at the end. It's like, fine. I went back. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I was actually like, this is terrible. This is all for you. are a bad person. And he's like, oh, he just didn't get it. And I know that he doesn't like horror films. Uh, so I recommended that he watch Barbarian. But didn't tell him that he. Sh I told him he shouldn't watch anything about it beforehand. Just go in and be blind. And uh, <laughs> I basically started at a workplace war with this person. <laughs> 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 I 
But he, he, he sincerely recommended Rings of Power to me, and I <laughs> did not sincerely recommend Barbarian. And he, <laughs> it's traumatized him, and he won't. He has not finished it. <laughs> He's got funny, like two thirds yeah. in, and now won't speak to me. <laughs> Although I will say that. You know, somebody else that recommended Rings of Power is someone we both know and previous guest on this show, uh, Heather. Yes. Well, she's a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. I like Lord of the Rings, but Heather is, is was kind of born in Middle Earth, I think. So, uh, <laughs> Accurate. Strong recommendation for the Lambcast she hosted on the Lord of the Rings trilogy last year, last April, I think. I was not on that show, don't host it anymore, but just recommend if you like Lord of the Rings, then track down the Lambcast episode where she. She hosted an excellent episode. Uh, I, I think I, I must have missed that. I'll, I'll have to go back and and listen to that one. It's, you know, I, I feel like I, ten years ago, I think I would have called myself a big fan of Lord of the Rings, but I realized that I don't think I've watched it in ten years, <laughs> so it's kind of hard to call myself a, a big fan of something that I spent so long without revisiting. I think I'm the same. I, I really liked two of the Hobbit films. I was fine when they broke into three. I, I loved the first two. The third one I found very disappointing. Uh, so I've always considered myself a big fan of, of all the Middle Earth films. I haven't... I, I, I've read the books, but... I own the first one on Blu-ray. I've seen the second one, and I never watched the third. But not because I was against them. I just, eh, I guess, just you know, forgot about them, kind of. Just never. I didn't think I could be disappointed with a film where Billy Connolly rides a giant pig. They still <laughs> managed to just, just bore me. I don't know. And not intended. Right, but uh, I think we've strayed far enough away from this episode. I think so. That, uh, <laughs> that I think that means that it's time to wrap up. And unless you have anything else to say about you know, this episode as a whole. No, I think I think we're good. Uh, yeah. I, I was I almost did a ranking of every Buffy and Angel like team member uh, post, but it never came to anything. So maybe I'll dig that out someday. Uh, Angel quite low down, Spike very high up, Lawn very high up, Wesley kind of in the middle. Um, <laughs> who was the bottom? Harmony. Oh gosh, she was in this series. It depends on you know which which season Wesley you're talking about because he went through like. Angel season five, Wesley is a very different character than Buffy, Buffy season three. three? Yeah, I, I think three yeah. because he was he came in as Faith's watcher. Yes, and he fancied Cordelia, who was I think. Which I kind of love how how that romance played out, or technically didn't play out, because it, it was all about the the lead up, and then. They kiss and they're like, nope, nothing. And then it just ended after that, which is kind of a, a fun anticlimactic way to end this relationship potentially that they were potentially building up. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks once again for joining me on these four episodes. And, uh, I'm pretty sure you have, uh, something else that, that you can plug or anybody else, and where they can find you online. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah, so you can, as I was mentioning, follow me on DBC the podcast, Cornell the podcast, and hosting Lampady over on the Lamcast. A personal site, which is Life versus Film, lifeversusfilm.com. Not a lot tends to happen there, but if I do start writing again, that'll be where that happens. And uh, as you've mentioned, I am the Shepherd of the Lamb, the large association of movie blogs, largeassmovieblogs.com. If you are listening and you have a movie blog, 
or a TV blog or podcast and want to come and join a community of like-minded folks, then head over to largeassmovieblogs.com and join the flock. We'd love to have you. You can find me on Twitter at LifeVSFilm. LifeVSFilm. Or follow my podcast at DeepBlueSeaPod. And as always, I am Bubba Wheat, and you can find me on Twitter where I'm at Bubba Wheat. And you can find this show, It's Time to Rewind, on Anchor.fm, as well as anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. We also have a Facebook group, It's Time to Rewind, a time loop group, and you can join that to discuss episodes as they come out or have discussions on any upcoming or previous time loop movies, TV shows, episodes, anything there is welcome. So until next time, grrr. Arg. Time. Time doesn't exist until it cracks apart. Time doesn't exist until it Time doesn't exist until it pretty at night. Time doesn't exist until it pretty at night. Slew the white hair from first. I am a pretty at night. Slew the white hair from first.